Welcome to the sermon podcast of First Church of Christ, where our goal is to lead generations into a life-changing, ever-growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. I want to show you some photos right about now. Yeah, there we are. Man on the uh, left, as you look at the picture, Steve DeFore, late Steve DeFore. He was a youth minister in the... Uh, and later the senior minister at my home church in Joliet, Illinois. He performed our ceremony. Uh, it was one of the darkest days of my life when I realized he was gone and I couldn't get up to Austin, Minnesota uh, for, the, for the funeral. And I still want to visit his grave sometime. Love that man. Um, here we all are on October 12, 1974, two of us and Steve in the sanctuary of the Delta Church of Christ in Delta, Ohio. We, we went back to Delta, Ohio a, few, uh, a couple, three years ago, and, and people came up and looked at us like we were aliens. And we said, no, we were married here. Oh, yeah, okay, sure, you know, and trying to place us in, 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 in the church's history. That picture leads us to this one, which is one of my favorite pictures of all time. Anybody know where that is? Nobody? Bueller? Bueller? No, I'm just kidding. That is the Burnside Bridge, named after General Ambrose Burnside. It is in Antietam, one of the bloodiest places of the Civil War. The Confederates held the high ground over here, and they were vastly outnumbered by the Union troops, which were over there. The Union troops tried and tried and tried again to go across the bridge, and the Confederates just picked them off like target practice. And that went on for hours. And it was one of the places that Susan and I visited last year. Handed my phone to a woman. The woman said, would you like me to take a picture of the two of you on the bridge? And I said, yes, that would be terrific. And we gave her my phone, and she jumped the gun a little bit. Until recently, the most notable picture on the west wall of our living room was this one. I just love it. And then there's this one. I mentioned Dave Fish a little bit ago, who I'm going to visit on uh, uh, this next weekend. He actually wants me to come and, and sit in on his uh, Greek class at, uh, uh, at, uh, at Ozark. And, uh, but this is us. We're in the uh, Wrigley Rooftops, which is a great experience, by the way, but if you think going to the ballpark is expensive, you should go to the Wrigley Rooftops, okay? Uh, but that's the two of us watching the game from there. Great experience. And then there's a similar one to that. Y'all knew I was a Cubs fan, right? Here, I told you I married the craft lady. She, she sewed the uh, uh, shirts that we're wearing there. That's uh, Tim and, and Bobby and Liam and Susan, Linda Kay in the background, and me. Uh, we, didn't, we tried to do a selfie. Nobody had arms long enough to allow us to do that. What do these photos have in common? They all point out that we had someone there with us. Sometimes it was just me and Susan. 
Sometimes it was a friend. Sometimes it was our extended family. Someone with us. I want you to remember that as we go forward. Someone with us. Let us consider the Holy Spirit. I tried to get a photo with the Holy Spirit, but he was unavailable, okay? He, denied, he declined the request. I know <laughs> this is part of me being wise and part of me being a smart aleck. I know because he told me. The Holy Spirit regenerates the Christian. Look at Acts 2.38 up here. Peter replied, this was the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Take it. It's yours. Are you in the habit of declining gifts? So he said, I got a gift for you. Well, I at least want to know what it is. Here is someone to walk with you, to be with you, to be God's voice, and to be God's presence in your life. I always said that when I wrote a book, it was going to, it, and I've got a couple in my mind, actually, but uh, uh, one of them is definitely going to be Applied Christianity 101. Last week, Brandon gave you the book learning. This week, my job is to give you the applied scripture. And here's the first part of it. The creator of the universe is interested in you to send his spirit to be with you. How cool is that? I'll tell you, it's even cooler than sitting in the bleachers at Wrigley or on the rooftops at Wrigley with friends and family. Cooler than that. As sure as Susan is here with me this morning, and she's been here for both services, and my family members, some of whom are here uh, as well this morning, as sure as the members of the First Church of Christ are all important to my, to my life, and that membership, by the way, includes, you guessed it, number 141, number 142, and number 143. They are part of my life. The Holy Spirit is a part of my life as well, and as, as important as Susan and Linda Kay and Tim and Bobby and their spouses and Titus and AJ and Liam and my extended family are to all, of all of you are to me, I'll still take the Spirit hands down. Absolutely. Check out Romans 8.26. Likewise, we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. You ever been tongue-tied? You ever not know what to say? A lot of people don't want to go to funerals because, you know, after all, I, I don't know what to say. Well, don't say anything. Just sit there and look. Probably not stare. I used that in the first service, and I got to realize that's probably not the thing you want to do. Go to a funeral and just stare. But even if you can't say something, if you don't say something, go there because your presence means that much. Here's a quiz for women and men. I'm going to make sure we get through this because first service, I kind of messed it up. My wife, of course, has married a word boy here. And often she spends time thinking about what she should say. Word boy here, however, hears a gap in the conversation and decides he has to jump right in. 
and say what she's trying to say as she's just kind of. Now, here's a question for the women. Should I do that? I'm seeing a lot of shaking, and nobody's actually saying it, but I see a lot of this, okay, from women. So here's a question for the guys. Guys, should I do this? <laughs> I actually saw a couple guys shake their heads yes. I would say the most likely response I would get from that is uh, not if you know it's good for you. I cannot speak for my wife. I hope to learn that lesson sometime in the next year so our 50th anniversary can be celebrated a completely different plane than what I try to drag it to sometimes. Wish me luck on that, okay? I was, until five or six weeks ago, the editor of the News Banner. Many of you probably noticed that I had no column for about three months. Why? First of all, because the, over the last four months, I uh, was so busy that I literally had no time to think. I was making so many decisions on the fly, I thought I was about to sprout wings. When it came to writing a column, there was nothing there. Mark Miller always leaves a space for me just in case I decide to write something. I finally put in something, put something for him to use about a, two or three weeks ago, and he wrote on the top of it on the page for He said, welcome back. Nice, nice to be appreciated. The late sports columnist Red Smith used a phrase that I have quoted often. Writing a column is like bleeding from an open wound. He was spot on. Sometimes you open up that vein only to find that there's nothing there except pain, and that's not a usual good basis for a column where the writer speaks directly to the reader. In a column, the writer says what's on his mind. In a news story, the writer tells you what he observed and what people said to him. God has given you someone to speak for you. Take that to heart, please. Acts of Spirit indwells the Christian. Herschel Ford was one of those men who served the role of a preacher's preacher. He wrote several books on what he called simple sermons on various topics. And in all my years in the ministry, I never quite got a really good handle on preaching a simple sermon. It's not anything I mastered over several years at various types of ministries. Yet, Mr. Ford gives me, and now you, this observation from one of his messages in the Holy Spirit. We can never offer a perfect prayer. Think about that. We can never offer a perfect prayer. However, the Holy Spirit knows what is best for us and prays for us according to the will of God. These prayers are not perfunctory. They are groanings. As Romans 8.26 tells us, did you ever pray that way? Did you ever weep that way to God? Well, that's how the Holy Spirit prays for us. Consider these other points. The body of a faithful Christian becomes God's temple. In 1 Corinthians 3.16. He is described as a counselor or a helper. The New Interna International Version translates that word as advocate. Advocate. 
Jesus said in John 15, 26, that he, the Spirit, will testify about me. He adds to our life the fruits of the Spirit, as Galatians 5.22 tells us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The scripture goes on to say against these, uh, about these, there is no law against them. I like to think that I'm pretty good at patience. My wife begs to differ. But even if I was good at that, I'm missing out on the other eight. Not really good, David. In short, the Spirit empowers the Christian to become more like Jesus and to live the mission of Jesus. And most significantly here, the Spirit unites the church. John 14, 26, we have up on screen. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, with the Father, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. A newbie in any field needs a teacher. Years ago, when I was trying to apply what I had learned at Bible college to being the sports editor of a local newspaper, and I want you to think about how that crossover went, okay? I had two guys who were mentors to me, George Fry and Mike Perkins, who showed me the way. No, David, don't do it this way, do it that way. Okay, I got it, got it, got it, got it. Mike, George is no longer with us, but Mike is, and he's quick to introduce himself. Uh, I, when I introduce him as my former boss, he says, no, he's my colleague. He was certainly, though, a mentor. As Christians, we are called to be mentors. I don't want Roger Murfin's caricature of me from 49 years ago, which it really wasn't all that inaccurate when I think about it. But I don't want his character of me to be the only thing you remember from this congregation, from this um, meeting, from this gathering this morning. What I want you to remember is the Spirit can mentor you. And likewise, you need to mentor others. Growth on your part results in growth on their part. For those of you who think that higher math would have no lifetime application, here's a bit of truth for you, please. I think this was from freshman algebra. Not certain, but it was sometime around there. Math, and I, math was, 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 was some, you know, if, if, if studying for the ministry was here and math was somewhere probably out the door and through the window. But for those, for what I remember is this equation. If A equals B and B equals C, what does it mean? A equals C. You got it. Congratulations. You just, Uncle Dave's uh, a math class, you just passed. If I am trying to live in the Spirit and you are trying to live in the Spirit, what does that mean? We should be in sync with each other, shouldn't we? A equals B and B equals C. It is what I so love about the church and what I have so loved during our time at this church. That's why the Holy Spirit matters. Let's pray.
Father, hear us. Hear us as we leave this place today. May we take the, the, the idea of the Holy Spirit being important in our lives and make that real. Father, it's going to be real to each and every one of us and it's going to be real to all those we fellowship with. May the Spirit spread its power throughout the people in this room today. We love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by First Church of Christ in Bluffton, Indiana. For more information, visit FCCFamily.com.